up, Internet, and welcome to the Pitch for Pitch podcast, the only podcast where two pitches enter and one pitch leaves. Each week, we compete to pitch your craziest pop culture ideas. So, today, with me, I have uh, the kid at your school who claimed his girlfriend lived in Canada and was real, John Oprah. Hello, hello. And I, as always, am your faithful host, the knitted putter-downer, Terry Smith. The quilted picker-upper. Bounty? No, I... But I, the knitter put it down. No, I got it. Because <laughs> it was put so good. Put-downs aren't cool, man. But I'm the knitted putter-downer. Put-downs aren't cool. <laughs> they are for me. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we have a special theme going in. It's going to be Transformers and other 80s cartoons slash Michael Bay because we're super eclectic and I couldn't decide which one I wanted. Yeah, we'll go with eclectic. It's a nice <laughs> word for it. It's the nicest way I could put random... Spontaneous. Oh, spontaneous. All right. So, first up, we have some fun pitches for you. This is the section where we do some co-op building of a pitch so we can kind of work together before we tear each other down. Yeah, we and... let Terry feel good about his pitches before I destroy him. <laughs> That's funny because I was going to say that you smell. <laughs> so, like, right along the same That's... lines. That's just personal, man. Yeah, and I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset that I'm in such an enclosed space with you. So first up, what else smells? And that's a Transformers love story. This comes from a friend of mine, David Telgetsky, said he wanted to hear us pitch a Transformers love story. First question. Okay. Who's in love? Um, All of them. I say we do an orgy on Cybertron. But then it's only Transformers. <laughs> so it's it's two Transformers or multiple Transformers. Yeah, because I don't like the idea of... The, if it's a love story, I'm fine with having humans in it. But I think it should be between Transformers. Sure. Yeah. I think we go the Beast Wars what about, route. What about a Transformer and a human? I like that, too. I think that's really... It's like a really sweet thing where it's like it can't be not just because, like, oh, we come from different worlds, but, like, physically, I would destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, have you seen the size that I am? That's very... <laughs> But then, then you get into the, is it a romantic love story, or is it... It's romantic, but it can it never be... Right. Again, partly, we don't even see if they can make anything like that work. Right, because, because you can't. It, and, like, I say we do, like, uh, a female Transformer, a strong general, she comes down, and she has to protect this race, and she falls in love with the commander of the army. Do it, like, Michael Bay style, where it's, like, the, the army, but they just can't be together because she has to rage this war. She's got to go back to Cybertron. So she's she's a, a scouting party or like a single unit. She had to come defeat the Decepticons on mm-hmm. Earth and she's for been, about two years. Yeah, and then she's got to. And then she's got to go home. And then she's got to leave. Exactly. It's like it's not it's not really forbidden. It's just not going to work. Yeah, it's just two career driven people who. <laughs> I'm just can't. really into my career right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to make time for me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the next one up, Michael Bay's He Man. Let's Isn't some, that just like a live action He Man? It's live action He Man, but like all the explosions. Um, You've seen He Man, right? No people that actually matter, like no He Man actual characters. It's just, it's all like army men that are running around, and He Man's trying to fight off the army men. So, so it's just like it's like Transformers. It's but a with single He-Man. shot of just a, a battle, just a fight. Yeah, it's just like a big <laughs> fight, but like you only see like bits and pieces of them. You never He Man's never fully in frame, and yeah. you don't quite know who's He Man, who's the strong guy. We're Skeletor. You just see bits and pieces of them, flesh and like very scantily clad men. You know, jumping was around. Was that the a scene. thigh? Was that not a thigh? Exactly. Was that a giant robot in there for no reason? There's no there's no battle tank in this. And then a really bad version. It's a car instead of actually being his battle cat. It's just a car that's green. He calls it the battle cat. Oh. Yeah. Because you know they, they ruin the idea of yeah. the actual IP. Yeah. But there is some really good acting by a person who eventually goes crazy, and we don't want to see in movies anymore. Okay. It's yeah. still Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Hey. No, I, I loved a lot of his work. And I actually, you know what? I don't hate the first Transformers movie. I don't think it's a great Transformers film, but I don't think it's a terrible film. Right. Like, I've seen much worse right. Michael Bay movies. Sure. Armageddon. <laughs> that feels like a direct attack. Anything else he's done with Jerry Bruckheimer and just, like, spins. Although, um... What's the name of that movie? It takes place in Alcatraz in San Francisco. It's got Sean Connery kind of playing an older version of James Bond and Nicolas Cage. The Rock. Solid film. Solid film. Everyone gives that movie crap and they give Nicolas Cage crap, but that is a fun movie. 
That's your boy. And they definitely have anal beads that are disguised to look like uh, like anthrax type. Go on. Explosion. It's just it's just these green beads that are supposed to be the bomb in the movie, this chemical agent, but it's just straight up anal beads. They're just green anal beads. Like one hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> like that's like what they went to the prop department. So like, it was like we need like several spheres connected to each other. And they're like, Well we have that. We can just paint them green. <laughs> let me just go home for a minute well, and I have I'll mine in my purse. Yeah. Like we're ready to go. Oh, let me go to the bathroom for a second. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what what I was thinking along the lines for the He Man Michael Bay film. Sure. How would we advertise those two movies though? How would we advertise those two movies? I mean, advertising any Michael Bay movie that I can think of is kind of pretty effective and pretty simple. Yeah. Because the whole movie is just explosions and flashes and show bits Mark, of, Mark Wahlberg, bits of action. Yeah, you show Mark Wahlberg running and jumping off no, a building. Gotta get Tom Cruise running. No, 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 but Mark Wahlberg is Michael Bay's boy. No, 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 no. But like... You still have a shot of Tom have, Cruise running? Yeah. Because like, if you're gonna show anybody running in a trailer, it's gotta be Tom Cruise. And then Mark Wahlberg says some weird one-liner that we make fun of. Like, I think that's a He-Man. <laughs> 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 he pulls the sheet and it's just He-Man standing there. <laughs> After he's called the power of Grace Call, he's just in, they're like, "Oh man, I think that might be a He-Man." <laughs> and you you market it um, for overseas, like it's not yeah. even it's not even yeah. shown in America. No. It's I mean, just you, for you Chinese really, audiences. You don't release that movie in America. Exactly. Most of the scenes of He-Man's world is just like outskirts or outskirts of like Beijing. Yeah, it's like, just yeah. like <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Like, huh? It's weird. Like. Castle Grayskull looks just like the American Embassy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so strange Ooh, like that. There's one white man on screen. I wonder which one's He-Man. You put in a bunch of like Chinese idols in there and just like that that's it. That's uh He-Man. <laughs> oh man. Yep, and that's how you market it for overseas. We can't um, make this movie. Oh, I think we can make this movie because in every scene, He-Man is drinking a Coke and that pays for itself. <laughs> Brand it with Coke. Okay. <laughs> like every movie in the early 2000s, you show them eating McDonald's and drinking a Coke. Just make sure the label's out. If the label is out, the movie has then paid for itself. Honestly, it's probably made a profit at that point because the only person you have to pay is Mark Wahlberg. That's literally 50% of the budget is paying Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like in all these movies, it's just 50% goes to Mark Wahlberg. It's in his contract. <laughs> Even like, like, I feel bad when you see like these crappy movies because you're like, they paid millions of dollars for this not in like oh that effect was big and the movie just sucked no, like no they just had to get mark Wahlberg there they had to pay millions of dollars so don't feel feel great marky mark is doing some work mark marky mark is making some business man he's he's doing him he's come a long way since the funky bunch and now he's in a he-man movie so, like you know that's how you know you've made it when you are he-man Wait, no he's not he-man. oh he's not he-man no he's just he's, in a he-man he's in a he-man movie. movie no 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 like set in Asia. For some reason, the third half of the movie... But I said third half, because these movies are way too long. Yep. It's the third half of the movie. So so we're just doing that same thing where we just take a bunch of white people, put them in vaguely Asian locales, yeah, and, just run, and, and then say... And there's no plot. Here's your movie. Yeah, and the, it has to be limited dialogue. It has to be mostly gunshots, because we speak English, and we don't want to have to dub all of it, and we don't want a lot of subtitles. We just, it's a silent we, movie, except well, for with sound effects. Yeah, explosions. Yeah. <laughs> and He-Man <laughs> yelling... Um, by the power, power of Grayskull, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then maybe like a Thundercats cameo after the credits to like say like, listen, we don't understand any of these properties, but we're going to do some more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I think that's how we do it. I also still think that's also how we do the Transformers love story. We end it the same way. This is a Thundercats cameo. <laughs> she's she's got to return home because her real love is the Thundercats. <laughs> is Lionel? Lionel, <laughs> but I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Snar snar. Sight beyond sight. Because <laughs> he sees his girl meeting up with that guy. He's like, no, 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 I'm not having that. <laughs> Thundercats. But Lionel is played by Marky Mark. Okay. Now we're into something. Or we do the Fast and Furious 8 route, and we have Paul Walker's brother appear as Paul Walker as Lionel. I have one other proposition. Okay. We don't make any of these. <laughs> Or or we shoot the entire thing with Paul Walker's brothers, but don't CGI Paul Walker on top of them. It's just it's Paul Walker's just brother. We don't actually credit their real names. It's just Paul Walker's <laughs> brothers. We just do it that way. Because honestly, like when I saw that, I was like, actually, that turned out pretty well. But also, I kind of just want to see them show up as characters. <laughs> just like, oh, by the way, Paul Walker's out, guys. It's me. I don't know why he sounds like uh, Mike, Mike Burbiglia. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> but that's what Paul Walker's brothers sound like. 
<laughs> so that's our pitch for He-Man if it was done by Michael Bay. So <laughs> let's jump into our actual pitches for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So prepare do you to be overthrown. Oh, do you think I so that you admit that I won the last one then? I'm a, I'm gonna admit that you have won at least one of these. <laughs> you don't know which one. They can nope. guess. Yep. <laughs> they don't know what order it was recorded. They don't know. <laughs> at some point. Somebody out there thought you did a better job than me. They were wrong, but they thought so. <laughs> it's their opinion. It's a wrong opinion. <laughs> exactly. But, but it's their opinion. Okay, so then I'll let you go first then. I went first. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I'll beat you again. Uh, can't be killed. I'm like the Highlander, who is also played by Marky Mark. But Shia LaBeouf plays the sword. So, I had two pitches for this one. Okay. Give me you both. Yeah. The first one is one... That I kind of really just want to play, and that that is a wartime campaign in an RPG setting, but in an RPG system as Transformers. So I, I think we should doubly note that it is the pitch that we were challenged with is for both of us to come up with Transformers, a war movie. But you want to do Transformers, a war movie, the game, the RPG, the campaign. <laughs> okay, it's it's just it's a it's a pre-gen. Probably one book, maybe two book campaign for like uh, for a tabletop for system. a tabletop system. Okay, okay, I'm with you. Are you playing a transformer? Or are you playing a human? You're playing a transformer. Ooh, all like all of this is all on Cybertron. What system do you put this in? I don't know. I think just because of how brutal it is, Warhammer. Okay, but 40k, 40k, yeah, or the dark systems or whatever yeah. the fantasy one yeah. is. I got gotcha. you. The okay. the one that's notorious for just destroying PCs. If you haven't picked up from all of this that we're gigantic nerds, we also love tabletop RPGs. <laughs> Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's very much going to follow the same plot, so I'm not going to go over the plot twice, but okay. you come in, all your characters are a new squad that's getting put together. Okay, so kind of like like how they did like the Transformers movie back in the 80s, where it's like, they kill off everybody, but instead of new toys, new character sheets. Right. Okay. Right. I like that. So, you take that... They're, they're a unit, and the whole campaign is them starting as rookies and moving their way through the ranks to become important soldiers. Doing, doing missions for, like, the important Autobots or Decepticons. Right. Which side right. are we? Either one. Okay. For the for the RPG, you get yeah. to pick. Ooh. But everyone has to be the same for that team, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not... There's no mixed teams because that's not how Transformers work. I mean, people jump sides. Yeah. They team up against the big planet, which yeah. is the ultimate Transformer. I do also want to note... That, you know, we've made jokes about you not knowing any media in the past, but when I brought up Transformers, and I was like, okay, so he, he gave me the general idea for his pitch, because he didn't want to give me too many ideas, and he was like, yeah, this is that. And I was like, none of these transform. And you're like, well, they're on Cybertron. They're still Transformers on Cybertron. Why? You did not know that they transformed off Cybertron. No, why do they need to transform on Cybertron? Because that's the, their alien race. They're there's Transformers. A, there's a giant robot that can do anything that a car can do. Yeah, so he transforms. So why does he turn into a car? Because they're Transformers. And he, doesn't, he, he also transforms into a truck. <laughs> People cannot run 60 miles an hour. We need cars to do so. Right. A giant robot can still just run 60 miles an hour. But now he can go faster because he transforms into a car. No! <laughs> I just thought that was really funny when I brought that up. You're like, wait, they still transform? Like, yeah, I, had no, I had no idea. <laughs> they're transformers. In, in, they're robots in disguise. What are they disguising themselves from? From the other robots yeah. in disguise? <laughs> oh, there's a car. I wonder... That couldn't possibly be another transformer. Why is there a race of aliens that's giant robots that split between automobiles and planes? We don't know. I don't make the rules. Also, why is the leader of the planes a gun? <laughs> I didn't design this. <laughs> you make compelling arguments. It's a, it's a, it was a Japanese toy line who were like, we can make a cartoon out of that to sell more toys, and they did. That's just, that's just how it goes, okay? Yeah. So, for the movie. Okay. For the movie. You have to have your team established. Okay. It's, it's the same thing. You have a team of five people. Okay. Plus their commanding officer. All right. You open up. In Meteor Res. During a raid on a supply convoy. Okay. That breaks bad because it was an ambush. Okay. They were, they were set up. Okay. You have the the sixth member who was supposed to be on the team kill him off in the first ten minutes of the movie. So kind of like Italian job. Yeah. Okay. You, you have, oh, this is, this is the team. Just kidding. One of them's gone. Okay. 
you go back, you get your your new recruit, your real POV character. Okay. Uh, Autobots, right? Autobots. Okay. Yes. So we come in to this. The, you have this this rookie coming into an established unit. Okay. Uh, rookie played by Ellen Page. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So. You have you have this rookie coming second in. Ellen Page shout out yeah second <laughs> Ellen Page shout out today, um but you have this rookie come in to a unit that just lost one of their members because they were set up right so they're distrustful they're they're kind of hurt they're still getting over their grief but they got to keep going right they got they got to keep keep working just like they did so it's almost like, <laughs> I hate to keep like so it's like this movie but oh, like yeah. Fury yeah. We're like they're like distrustful of the new kid. Also, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of cross branding <laughs> and Coke. So, second mission, they get sent out to do a scouting, just a scouting party. No combat. They don't want to put this the spec ops team into another combat situation as soon as possible. Right. And there's a new kid, so they need to at least get them used to the to the team. Right. So they send them out, and. They spot another facility that they didn't have mapped out. I gotcha. This facility, they break into it because the hothead on the team decides that they don't have time to just let the Decepticons keep moving. And Can the hothead oh, be to... hotshot? Sure. <laughs> He's like what they made Bumblebee into in the new movies. Okay. He's like, like a really fast yellow car. Okay. Okay. Um, then... Hotshot <laughs> would be played by, uh, or would be taking the part of the leader of the team when they're not under uh, their CL. Who died? Who died? Yeah. The was it the original leader. The, the, no, the second oh, in command. Second the, in command. The right hand of the. Okay, leader. so it could be like we could play on like the nostalgia trip and have it be Bumblebee. It could be Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. You have Hotshot, Bumblebee, and new like, Transformer, exactly, and a couple other people. Okay. Uh, I have some ideas, but I'm gonna need your opinion. Uh, Hot Shot played by Aisha Tyler. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And she she goes off. jokes the entire time. She goes off, keeps it light, but takes everybody into this facility again where they find something, some MacGuffin. Whole goal now is they've got their scouting done. They need to return, but they've set off alarms in this facility. So they have to fight their way out. This is where... Ellen Page shows shows her stuff. She gets everybody out. Okay, what what is Ellen Page as a transformer? What is she? What is she? That's a great question. I think she's a helicopter. Ooh. Which is another oh man, can we trust this helicopter? <laughs> right, because like the Decepticons, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing. I was like, why couldn't they trust a helicopter? I'm like, oh yeah, because like they fly. Yeah. So she's like, she oh, it can almost be like in those movies where it's like the first recruit that's not, you know, like yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's like the first helicopter yeah. recruit to join the team. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, you're, you're, uh, I guess I'll introduce the rest of the team. You have your, uh, your kind of jaded combat medic, the person who's used to patching everybody up, Ratchet. played by John Cho. Oh, cool, cool. And then you have the the other two people on the team who are kind of just there because they need something to do, and they're they're the snarky ones, the two that cat back and forth the whole movie. And those are played by John C. McGinley and Jane Lynch. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Jane Lynch in more voiceover. Yeah. Voiceover stuff. She's great. <laughs> that, that is awesome. I really like that. So you have primarily a comedy acting core. Core, right. But that lets them hit all the comedy and then play on the more dramatic elements of right. the war aspects. Right. I got you. Um, and we move through. They do get out. They, they pull everybody out, but this is the second time they've gone on a non-combat mission that and turned they, into combat. Right, right. So, their CO gets sent with them. And this time, it's no longer, we want to keep you guys out of combat. It's no. If you're going to fight everything you fight, we're just going to send you in to kill something. Right. So, you have wounded lieutenant from the Decepticon side being transported somewhere. Okay. There's, there's our strike team. We send our strike team. We stop wounding this lieutenant. Maybe Starscream. Maybe some other Decepticon. Because mm-hmm. I only know two Decepticons. <laughs> Starscream and, and like Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't need to know a lot of other ones. Who is the CO? CO 
is played by Terry Crews. Okay, and but who is it though? Like who is the? the I don't know, but I think he's another semi truck. He's not Optimus. He's Prime. not Optimus Prime. Okay, he's, he's a he's a he's one or two steps down from Optimus Prime. Okay, okay, but another I can't think of another semi truck transformer, but sure. I like that. That's sure. cool because like it kind of stops it from like these are just all the transformers you know. It lets us make some new ones, sell more toys. Sell which more toys. Yeah, definitely sell more toys is always the aspect. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I like that. Plus, like, Terry Crews kind of plays that character on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Where it's like, That's where I got that idea he's from. He's kind of hardened, but also, like, he cares about the yeah. team. But, like, when he needs to throw down, he throws down. Yeah. My yeah. other idea was, like, I was going to say The Rock. Yeah. But I like Terry Crews because of the comedic element you yep. kind of built in there. Yep. And, like, he would have a good back and forth with everybody. Yeah. That's really cool. I do like that. So you move forward from there, and they're just going to kill Starscream. I like that. <laughs> a Starscream should always yeah. die. He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, so there's there's your first real planned fight, right? And everything goes well up until exactly the point where again these kids are just ambushed because obviously they're going to protect Starscream, right? They're going to have more people in the in the wings waiting for somebody just in, the, in case. I, I get it because they're friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to take down Starscream. Okay. This time it's set up as. Dozens and dozens of other Transformers. Okay, so it's like the all of the Decepticons. This this is the. It's like in the show. Where like, for, there's no reason the entire army to be here, right. but they're here this, because we. This fight. is the. No, no, no! They're definitely going to send a strike team against Starscream, and this strike team has hit us twice in the last two months. We can't. We can't afford to a lose Starscream or b let them keep having this asset. But Terry Crews is there. He does the war movie thing of holding off the enemy while everyone gets so away. So they martyr, they martyr, they martyr, they martyr, him, martyr of course, Terry Crews. Of course, they, they they martyr the leader. So then they're all pumped up to go get revenge. Exactly. I think if you're gonna go that tropey with it, I think Starscream wasn't injured. It was all a ploy to take out the strike team. Starscream was the uh, was the decoy. Is it deco- the decoy? No, well, the, the trap, the deception, the, the deception. Yeah. Because they're Decepticons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not injured at all. He's fine. Because he, that's the only thing that and Starscream does in the show is he acts. Yeah. He's the he's only the one to one, pretend. He's the one that kills. Yeah, kills oh, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Stabs him with one of the wings or his sniper rifle thing he has. So, the next question is, what happens to the team? They get away, but they, they can't keep going through this. Right. Ambush after ambush after ambush. They break bad. They decide that they'll go back, they'll report what happened, but after that... They're all just gonna go and tear tear it up until the, so until they die. Less break bad and more like eighteen. Yeah, where they're Very like, much. you know what? We're just going off on our own. We're gonna yeah. do our own thing, and that's like the sequel. This is what happens. We're going in. We're just tearing it up. No, no, no. Oh, that's the that's, end of the movie. That's is... the rest of the movie. Oh, is okay. This team going in, but instead of going into uh, Terry Cruz's commander, mm-hmm. they get brought right to Optimus Prime. Okay, who tells them? That the Autobots are leaving Cybertron behind. Oh, okay. And they're like, we're, we're going to go. Are you ready to come with us? And they're no. Like, we're staying. No. Oh, he tells them they have to stay? We we are leaving. We need somebody to keep the Decepticons from noticing we're leaving. So you do I, so you do like a time jump where it's showing like, they've been doing this for a while now. Like, they've been off doing their own thing. And then Optimus Prime is like, hey. And they're like, we're not going with you. He's like, good. Yeah. I, I need you to stay. No, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so you then... That gets the cameo of the old guard and... You then go through the... All right, you have this bunch of furious people just tearing up the countryside. And then they find a facility that shows that the the Decepticons are leaving the planet. Yeah, they plan they plan on doing the same doing thing. Doing the same yeah. thing. So your your big finale scene is a fight in this spaceport. Um everyone uh but Ellen Page gets severely injured in this fight. They tell Ellen Page to run. Right. She does. More Decepticons come. They're fighting. You see John C. McGinley go down. You see John Cho go down. And then Ellen Page comes back. Obviously. Right. Almost, like, have you played Halo Reach? Yes. It's like the last yeah. ever. It's like they're telling the rookie yeah. to leave and he comes back and yeah. he holds off all of them until he doesn't. Exactly. And that's the fight, is they take down the spaceport, and your end scene is the Autobot ships leaving Cybertron as Ellen Page dies 
Autobots roll out. Ro- yeah. Cut scene. I like that. I like that a lot. Although you have to make sure that the ship they're in is Jetfire, which yeah. is like the Autobot yeah. like spaceship type yeah. thing. I like that though. I like that a lot. Um, we have to nail down more of them. I think. I think so. Ellen Page is a helicopter. Who's John John C. Riley and Jane Lynch? What John are C. they? John C. McGinley, not John, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. John C. McGinley. What is he? Oh, what are they? They've got to be. By the way, John C. McGinley, Doctor Cox from Scrubs. Yes. If, in case you didn't yes. know. The the I think they're motorcycles. Both motorcycles. I think both okay. of them. I think they're, I, they're either married or they're siblings. I don't know which one. I mean that's a weird dichotomy. They're just partners. They're just partners. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're the they're the, they're just the tried and true. They're the rogue cops. They're the ones yeah. that are like listen. We're not going to listen to the yeah. word you're saying anyway. Yeah. We're we're send us out because like we we want to be on your side and we don't want to have to fight both sides. But they just but, walk like, around. Yeah. Just but they're also the first ones when stuff starts to go bad. They're like, hold on. Like we didn't mean for it to go. Yeah. This bad. No. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should leave. Uh, there there were two characters who were played by like smart cars in uh, the the recent. Oh god! Don't movies. even talk about those. Those are the worst. Don't, okay. They're terrible. Okay. Just skip past those. Yep. Pretend that I don't didn't even, happen. I don't even know what I was just talking. Yeah. About. I don't know what you were talking <laughs> about either. Actually. Um, <laughs> so you have you have your two motorcycles. You have your helicopter. You have your semi truck, and your ambulance. John Cho. Okay. The old the old medic. It's got it, and it's just a beater of an ambulance. Ben, he's. I'm thinking like, old rusty transformer so almost like the ambulance that they use as the ecto-1 from yeah. ghostbusters yeah like that yeah. level of old yeah ambulance. like <laughs> he's still good at his job but right. like he's been through it right who plays ratchet who plays Ratchet? uh that's john cho oh that's John Cho. okay yeah. yeah 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 okay i like it so how do you and then aisha tyler is exactly like, is a Mustang, right? Or some American muscle, S- something, something dope and fast, yeah, like yeah, Hotshot, yeah. exactly. So how do you how do you sell this movie? So like we made fun of Michael Bay's movies, but like they sell because yeah. they're not marketed for us. So yeah. how do you sell this movie? Or you don't? This is one of those ones. Where you're like this is awesome. It made zero dollars. No, no, no. You you market this. You sell it on the characters. You okay. sell it on the team. Yeah. Because if you care about the team, then you see the movie. You don't care about them being transformers so you show a couple of scenes from that flash through period where they're fighting just to fight Mm -hmm. just to unleash their rage on the decepticons and you put out an online dossier on each of them and because they're all cars you can do the the blowout breakdown of each transformer as the car that oh this is what weapons they use and all that and it lets you give a, a personal background. B, a, this is what the cool toy is going to look like. <laughs> um, and C, it gives you that kind of introspective look into these are characters that have personality. Right. And you sell it similar to like my idea, not to jump the ship, but like you saw a little bit more where it's like, no, listen, there are no humans. This is yeah. the movie that the people think they're asking for. Yeah. It might not be. It probably won't sell very well. No. And we won't get a sequel to but it. It'll be a but great movie. But it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it picks up kind of like Kong Skull Island was kind of what people wanted out of a King Kong movie. It's like, do it differently. Still do Skull Island, but like, don't make it so dramatic. And it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's getting sequels and stuff. But it didn't like win an Oscar or anything like that. So the big things on this, I think, are merch. Won't sell many tickets, but the people that do see it and do like it is gonna be a dope movie right so they're gonna so you're you're get, it's gonna be the cult classic type thing yeah. where like they buy up all the merch and keep it running right step one obviously you have replicas of all of the transformers as of course toys. of course obviously um step two you get some form of dog tag for all of the characters so it's like the all spark but like you make it a dog tag yeah. type thing i like yeah. that that's pretty cool and then step three Profit. is the big one <laughs> nerf Ooh, hit all of their weapons and you make them Nerf guns. Yes, sir. More movies should do that, honestly, because it always sells. Yeah. People love Nerf weapons. Every- we love Nerf oh, weapons. Oh, I love Nerf weapons. <laughs> I, like, I, remember, I remember when I had my kid and I bought a bunch of Nerf toys. My mother visited and she was like, oh, you're already buying them Nerf weapons? I was like, no, those are for me. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, no, we just had a two-hour Nerf fight. <laughs> I remember my mom had pointed it. At somebody, I was like, "You can't shoot them." And they're like, "Why? Isn't that what you guys do?" I'm like, "Yeah, but these hurt." She's like, "No, they're nerf guns." I was like, no, "No, no, they're enhanced." You took the spring out and covered the air release valves because you're a monster. <laughs> they're enhanced. We have enhanced in enhanced. the field. <laughs> enhanced. Oh yeah, but yeah, nerf weapons. I like that. 
Because, I mean, they always have projectiles, or they have a few, like, melee weapons, but they don't sell them very often. There no. might have been. I'm not saying there was never, but yeah. I don't see that often no. for something like this. But where yeah. you can you make their weapons important, because you give everyone their signature gun or whatever, yep. and you sell those. I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy blew up because they had all of those guns, and they made yeah. them nerf. And Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, you got anything else? No, that's it for me on this one. Yeah, it sounded like it. It didn't sound like you had Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy words. So, mine is like yours, except for not at all and way better. Um, and good. Sure. <laughs> so, we open up and you see Galvatron, the leader of the Autobots, most of Cybertron, the planet. And it's not a utopia, but it's a relatively peaceful planet. Okay. Um... And then war starts to break out. They don't right. know what's going on. There's these guerrilla strikes. They, there's no other side. There's one people. No, they're planes, not guerrillas. <laughs> the other nations stopped fighting millennia ago. So, like, there's, there's, they have no idea who this opposite faction is, but there's all these terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. And then there's an out-and-out movement. They're just getting these weird, eclectic um, images, like, dropped off at news stations. It's like, listen, we are the Decepticons. We are coming for you. We don't want this reign of tyranny anymore, so we're making our reign of terror. And no one knows what's going on. People are afraid to go out. And then Galvatron goes, you know, we haven't done it in a long time. We need to roll out. And so he starts building a team. So this is your Autobots rollout mode. Yeah, exactly. It's way earlier in the film. And he's like, I need to build a team. I need a right-hand man. You get the whole, like, almost like the George Washington moment where he's like, I need to find this kid. And he finds a young Optimus Prime. Just, you know, tearing stuff up, doing his own thing. Kind of like the Star Trek reboot where you have, you know, Kirk, he's the badass guy, but he's yeah. not joining any yeah. army. He didn't want to work for the government. Yeah. He, you know, top of his class. How, how did you beat it? No, I just reprogrammed it. Exactly. Duh. Exactly. He's pulling off all of those things, and Galvatron's like, no, listen, we need you. Your government needs you, because you're the only one, because you can think like them. It's it's like, it's the the Vietnam moment. It's like, you can talk to the hippies. You can you can think like the younger people who would be doing these terrorist attacks, so I need you. Yeah. So he starts building his team. You know, you have Bumblebee, his little buddy. It's like the Steve Rogers to Bucky. He's not really ready for war, but he's going to go anywhere Optimus goes. Yeah. So he gets him. He gets Ratchet. They build basically the original Autobots. Okay. You know, and it's like, we are going to go. We're going to hunt these guys down. And as they start popping up, they start fighting them off. It's very clear this leader, he doesn't get the name, he doesn't. He never transforms. They don't know what he transforms, so he's the robot in disguise. They, when everyone else transforms, like, oh man, they're planes. We gotta watch out for the planes, except for their leader. We don't know what he transforms into. He d- never does. And every time he calls out, they start looking at the older videos. He's calling out Optimus Prime. He was not looking for Galvatron. He was not going after the government. For some reason, he's going after this no-name guy. And as they start to get into fights, like they get face to face, and he was like, "I was hoping you would come." And it, it, it's clearly this personal vendetta, and he has no idea why. Like, is Optimus Prime the chosen one, <laughs> or is Megatron? <laughs> so eventually, after a few fights and a few casualties on both sides, Galvatron's like, "You know what?" Let's just say we reached a peace treaty. And I was like, we can't. We didn't reach a peace treaty. He's like, we'll just tell them that. You fight them off in secret. We'll let them go back to peace. He's like, we can't. We can't just go back to peace. And Gavatron's slowly losing his mind because of this war and kind of disowns the Autobots. He was, he was a peaceful king. He was a peaceful king. He does not know how to handle a wartime. Yeah. So he basically kicks them out. He says, no, 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 we're not fighting them. We're going to give them whatever they want and say, you can have it. So basically, the terrorists win, yeah. if you will. So it goes into a more pl- like police state. No one goes out at night, except for the Autobots. Because he's like, no, I'm not going to listen to Galvatron. I'm going to take these guys yeah. down. You, you have your new faction. Exactly. Which is this, like, Wolverine's insurgency. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, no, we're taking them down. We're not, we're not going p- quietly into the night. We will not go down without a fight in the rest of the Independence Day script. <laughs> so they go out. Autobots! <laughs> Roll out! So they eventually reach uh, an impasse where Megatron's like, you know what? Let's beat them out in the streets. So they start fighting, and as they start fighting, Megatron makes it clear. He's like, we've known each other forever. And Optimus is like, no, we haven't. I've never <laughs> met you. I don't. Let me correct you. No. <laughs> no, we have not. I don't know who you are. And it becomes this peaceful thing. Megatron calls off all of his bad guys, including Starscream, who's like, just let me murder him. Yeah. Just let me take him down. Let me do it, boss. Come on, Megatron. (laughs) It's that whole thing. He's Ah, like, let me do it. (laughs) I don't know if that's what Starscream sounds like. It's been a long time. But that's that's what I want it to be. Anyways, so he calls off Starscream. Starscream kind of is standing on the sidelines. 
and they start getting into a personal blow-by-blow, close-up, almost like Daredevil-level fight, Mm -hmm. where they're just fisticuffs. They both drop their weapons, and then Megatron starts to lose, and Starscream snipes Optimus. You hear Megatron scream, No! And transforms into the gun. Now they see what Megatron looks like, and he shoots Starscream. Okay. Starscream, heartbroken. Yeah. Like, so confused. The army kind of is like, Okay, Megatron, we, we do whatever you want. Everyone's confused. Everyone ducks away the autobots come and grab optimus they patch him up they go to their medic who gives them new pieces and that's when he gets his trailer they're like we're gonna you're not going in like this we're gonna build an armory and turns out galvatron did support them but he kind of used them as bait he wanted to draw megatron out yeah he has a guy on the inside starscream okay starscream was not about the whole time why Optimus didn't die from getting exactly, shot. Exactly, exactly. He's like, I got a he guy on the inside. Him. He's gonna, he's gonna take him out. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the the fights ensue. Now you got Optimus Prime, uh, Optimus Prime, because <laughs> Chris Prime. I get it now. <laughs> Christmas Prime. Christmas Prime. <laughs> That's the toy. <laughs> uh, so Optimus Prime gets all souped up and gets ready to go into the fight. They go back out and they're like, Listen, we got a guy on the inside now. There's no way we can lose. And they're out. They see Starscream flying over to their side. He's like, no, no, no. He found me out. He found me out. Run. It was a trap. They they start fighting off. And again, it comes down to the personal fights between the two as everyone breaks apart. Yeah. You get the, the classic, everyone pairs off and gets yeah. into a one-on-one yeah. fight. Even though the that's most not effective how, way to fight. Exactly. One-on-one. <laughs> even though that's not at all how like wars work, even a little bit. <laughs> um. We finally get the thing. So Megatron starts fighting against Optimus again. He was like, listen, I'm going to show you. He does the, even though this is Transformers and not, um, you know, Star Trek, he does the mind meld. Yeah. And he shows him flashes of time periods that they didn't exist in. Yeah. And you see that it's almost a cyclical world. Yeah. Like, like Dark Tower-wise. You see flashes of, like, the Beast Wars cartoon. Yeah. And you see Transformers Armada, the anime from cartoon. You see the Michael Bay movies. And he shows them, and he's like, you're like the Joker to my Batman. Yeah. We've been fighting throughout all time. Yeah. We are meant to do this forever. Yeah. We are... We are more than friends. We're more than brothers. We're yeah. more than enemies. We are destined to be together. Yeah, we are the through line of the universe. Exactly. And all these things were the only things that ever come out. And we're it's almost like confessing his love for Optimus. He's like, yeah. we are meant to be together. Decepticons, Autobots, it does not matter. Yeah. So they flash back, and Starscream had broken away from his fight, and he snipes Megatron. Optimus Prime now seeing like almost the, that's his... Not love of his life, but is so confused. Yeah. He's like, no! It, yeah, the, that's your other half. Not in the, like... Yeah, because he, saw, he yeah. now understands what Megatron's like. He's yeah. seen the Matrix. Yeah, not, not in even a romantic way. It's, no, no, no. This is the other person that matters. Yes, exactly. Period. So he comes, he strikes down Starscream as much as he can, but Starscream is so wily, he gets away, and... Everyone's just, everyone's confused. Now full civil war has broken out because in between scenes, Megatron had recruited all of, like, the, the new Decepticons. Yeah. So essentially yeah, yeah. Cybertron has broken out into full civil yeah. war. Galvatron now has accepted his his place as a wartime king and is like, listen, we're, we're doing this shit. Yeah. We're going down. Yeah. That's when Autobots has, like, that's when Autobots, the Optimus Prime group, they're like, we need to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't what we were meant to be. It's not working out. Optimus is super confused about his yeah. feelings we for were Megatron. Freedom fighters, exactly. Not warriors. Yeah, and his other destinied half yeah. is is dead now. He for doesn't now? know what to do. Exactly. So he leaves. They go off. That's when Beast Wars happens. Just like in the show, so they go, they take over like animal forms. It, this essentially, so it wasn't. It was the arrival moment. He wasn't seeing the past. He was seeing the future. Mm-hmm. This was the original timeline. He saw everything that's going to play out. So he goes and plays it out. Megatron gets reincarnated a million times. There's a million different cartoons. Eventually, they come back. It's the sequel to Beast Wars when Cybertron is all weird in a police state and only like one AI. And yeah, that's that's my Transformers pitch. I have one proposition. Rather than having the the mind meld. Mm-hmm. happen why not have basically brain damage okay cause it so as so Megat- like the deadpool like you yeah. get stabbed in the brain and as megatron hits optimus every time he lands a headshot it's a flash right right every time he's knocking something loose 
that's when he starts to see it because it's being told to him. Right. He's being he's being said, "Hey, there is there's, there's a matrix thing. behind what you're seeing. Right. See it." I like that idea. The other idea I had too, so to build on that, which makes more sense now when you say that, is the pieces he was rebuilt with are from a Decepticon. Yeah. So he's seeing that. It's like I figured it'd be like because the whole thing is he used to fuse with Jetfire. Yeah. So it's like the Jetfire parts are melding with him. So he's starting to see the Decepticon matrix. The other thing, too, so we get the Flash, the, the sequels, or the other fights, the final in the series is him and Megatron essentially going, you know what, we're going to sit this one out. And they yeah. sit together on one of the moons and watch Unicron rise over and destroy Cybertron once and for all. And they just sit it out, at, like all the Transformers die, but Megatron and Optimus realize they're meant to be together for life. <laughs> but again, it doesn't really work as the end of the first movie, but eventually it works their way down. That'd be a fun movie to see. Yeah. Wouldn't be nearly as emotionally touching as my movie, but... <laughs> I think it does. I think you, you think you have the more single personal connection. Yeah. I think yours is yeah. the better war movie unit. Yeah. Although yeah. neither one of us had the classic scene where the helicopter transformer rises up over and you have Bad Moon Rising plane. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. Although Ellen Page could do that when she comes back. Right, right. It's just, it's the necessary, okay, we've seen Apocalypse now, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the smell of Energon in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so so do you, who do you have, I think, I think the most important people in there are Megatron and Optimus Prime. Right. Who is it? I don't know because nope. I, I I casted them young because it's supposed to be them, so I honestly I don't know who can pull. I, no one can pull off that pathos. Yeah. Although my original idea, just because I love him so much, is Jim Halpert from The Office. Okay. I can't think of the actor's name right now. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yes, thank you. John Krasinski as Optimus. Okay. Because he can pull off the listen. I want to go hard. Yeah. And then the really emotional moments were maybe. I, I don't know why. Like, I don't want to side with Megatron. It's not that I believe in his stuff, but he has something. Yeah. I need to yeah. know it. He's, he, he's a very empathetic. Actor. Exactly. He has just the empath empathetic, like, again, it's face, but he'd be a Transformer. But, you know, he does the mocap yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to make him kind of sound like the classic Optimus Prime yeah. voice because, of course, yeah. that, that has to be. I don't know. Who would you cast as Megatron in that one? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I specifically didn't want to bring Megatron or Optimus's voices in for a significant amount of time because because of how I recognizable could not are. think of. I think Benedict Cumberbatch people. for um, for Megatron because he has the listen. I know more than you. Do. Yeah, yeah. And then as like the only other one that really had speaking lines that I remember other than like Galvatron, which I want Sean Connery. Okay, <laughs> no that. That makes sense. And then as Starscream, I want it to be um, the bad guy from Justified. Okay. I can't think of his name either. Either can he, I. He was in uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's really, really good. And I think he, he pulls off like the kind of smarmy, wormy guy. Yeah. I don't know if he can do the Starscream voice. I don't know. Uh, I would do it. But <laughs> and just sure dub it over. <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't actually know if that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> the real Starscream voice is just suave. Hello. I am Starscream. <laughs> I don't know. Yours kind of sound like an AI. <laughs> Hello. I am Starscream. Please ask me what you would like me to find on the internet. Um, I'm sorry. I cannot find any results for that search. I did not get that. Would you like to see Optimus Prime destroyed in front of all of his warriors? <laughs> um... I, I don't think I could market it. <laughs> Again, you just in the really hard-hitting scenes, you have them drinking a Coke. <laughs> Optimus Prime just has Coke branding on his trailer. <laughs> <laughs> he does the full Talladega Nights. He just, like, across the windshield is a Fig it's Newtons. Just, it's just all branded. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you do a really good comic book tie-in to flesh yeah. out the other characters yeah. who I did not flesh out at all. Yeah. Um, because they're essentially... I, I really wanted it to be kind of like a stage play, mm -hmm. like kind of like the God of War game, where it's just mm -hmm. like, let's focus on these four characters, really flesh them out. Yeah, yeah, And worry about the tertiary characters and sequels or other tie-ins. Like, like, I think a comic book would do well with that story, but you need the, the acting moments yeah. to really sell it. That's why it had to be a movie. Yeah. And I think, like, you fall back on... There are only being a few fight scenes by making them super intense, where they start out as good firefights or chase scenes because they're Transformers, yeah. and you have it end in the really well choreographed, like Banshee or Daredevil yeah. fisticuffs. Yeah. 
Because everyone knows from the Michael Bay movies, you love to watch giant robots punch each other. It's true. I mean, that's, it's entertaining. That's Pacific Rim. Yeah. Just that. Except for the giant robots don't punch each other. They punch, no, they punch kaijus. Kaiju. Yeah. Which is basically just a giant flesh robot. <laughs> what, is, what is... That's what I am. That, that's the that's my internet handle. It's giant flesh <laughs> robot. Name of my memoir. <laughs> oh. And sex tape. Giant flesh <laughs> robot. <laughs> uh, is, is the plural kaiju kaijus? Or is it just kaiju? I don't know. Like, it's not deers. It's deer. Yeah, I, th- I feel so like it's kaiju. Just kaiju. Okay. Several kaiju. Yeah. It's just not kaijus? Yes. <laughs> okay. <I'm> pretty sure. <laughs> so, I don't know whose is better. I do. <laughs> That's for you guys to decide. Like I said, at the end of month, at the end of the month, uh, we said in our other podcast, we'll put out a vote, and everyone can vote on their favorites, so that next month I get to wear a Burger King crown through all of the episodes, because... I won. Um, I won't do it now because that would be preemptive and rude to John, and he would cry. Also wrong. <laughs> but I think I think we all know who is better. Yep, we do. <laughs> so now we want to move on to the rapid fire section, and this one is very specific. It was pitched to me as if Shia LaBeouf had his own stars anthology series called Shia LaBeouf Presents. So think in the wake of Twilight Zone. Or Room 402, you know, those series where it's a different episode each time, Black Mirror, Mm -hmm. but Shia LaBeouf presents. I also took the liberty of adding the caveat that he probably wrote all Shia LaBeouf stars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one up is Thundercats on Ice. Ooh. How would we pitch Thundercats on Ice? Thundercats on Ice. It's a drama. Of course. It's it's a heavy drama. Is there music? Oh, or is, one, it, is it a musical? One hundred percent music. No, no, it is a musical. Okay. You can't you can't black swan it. You know, it, it can't be it can't be Swan Lake. It doesn't work. It's like, no, no, no. It's got to be full musical. He's got the Lino's got the Backstreet Boy headset that comes over as he does pirouettes. I don't know what our plot is, but I think the more important thing is getting passable costumes and a lot of good choreography. The other important thing is, remember, this is on ice show that is taped, so you add a lot of CG in there. Yes. Just all of the CG. Yes. Really, really good costumes, but with really bad CG. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think it is still directed at kids. Okay. Like, like oh, a, like on stars. Late night like, stars, but directed at kids? Like you're on ice. Is it on stars? It's on stars. It's stars. It's, it's, it has it's, to be on it's stars. It's on stars. Hmm. Shia LaBeouf Presents is on stars. Okay. That's a little no, bit different. No other network would take it. <laughs> no. I think I think you do still do a kid's special. Okay. All right. I, I think it needs to be meta, and the story is actually about Lionel's real love of the ice. Interesting. He wants to leave the Thundercats behind and no longer protect Thundera. Is that the name? I don't, of it? Know. I don't know. It was something like that, or Planet Cat, or whatever, whatever it is. So, <laughs> but so he, then, he he wants to leave and join the Ice Capades. Then this is this is Lionel finding his replacement and training Ooh, his replacement. It's finding his true love, which is the Ice, and picking one of the Thundercats to replace him as the yes. leader of the Thundercats. Yes, Miyamo Panthero. Okay. <laughs> In, in high school Spanish, we watched several episodes of Thundercats in Espanol. Ah. You went to a weird school. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think it's I think it's a story of Lion O trying to A explain to the Thundercats why he isn't going to be their leader anymore. <laughs> and finding somebody who he believes that can take the reins. Which is obviously Snarf. Right. <laughs> Who like and he's the underdog oh. choice. It is Snarf. I think Snarf teaches him how to ice skate. Yeah, he he t- shows him his love and he goes, "You know what? You've supported my dream. I'm going to support Snarf, yours." Snarf's the only one who believed that he could be an ice skater. Which means he could believe in all the other ThunderCats. And that's what the leader That's was. what the leader needs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know actually, so little known fact which you probably don't know about ThunderCats is Lionel, so there was three children when they had to leave Thundara, right? Okay. There was three children. And when they crash land on this planet, there's, I, I think, I think they had a crash on the planet. Either way, there was three children: 
Lionel was one of those kids. Mm-hmm. He finds the legendary sword, which I don't remember what it was called, but sure. it grants him sight the, beyond the sword. sight. Yeah, yeah. He, he finds the thunder sword, yeah. we'll call it. <laughs> and that turns him into an adult. Like, <laughs> like, like Shazam style. <laughs> or Legend of Zelda. Yeah. That turns him into an adult, and he becomes the leader, even though he's like an eight-year-old boy. So the same thing happens with Snarf. When he has the sword, he now becomes, like, sexy Snarf. <laughs> like, full abs, has armor that fits even though it shouldn't, and the sword. And I think Snarf is the one played by Shia LaBeouf. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. How else? And who is the... Who's Jesse from Glee, and he's the king in uh, uh, Hamilton? I, I know who you're talking about. I cannot think of his he name. He plays Lionel. Okay. Because that yeah. guy can belt. Yeah. That guy yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Can he ice skate, though? I know he can play the piano, so we can get to have that does piano it, scene. Does it matter alone. if he can ice skate? No, because he's going to learn. Because that's the thing. He's, he's going to do it. He can dance. I'm almost positive. But can he dance but, on ice? No, no, no. But you have that CG just to back it up just in case. <laughs> it's, all of his ice scenes are CG. But it's on actual ice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's... That's our film. <laughs> That's the film. That's perfect. That's I can follow your that dreams, kids. Follow your dreams. That's what it's called, Thundercats. Follow, follow your, your dreams. dreams. <laughs> That's perfect. That's even better than Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> oh, okay, the next one up is John Cena's GI Joe reboot. I think that's just a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> he would be off. If they rebooted GI Joe, I would want it to be John Cena. Yeah. And he like he plays Joe or one of the commanders, yeah. like one of like the main no, guys. He plays Joe. He has to play Joe. Is that a thing? Is GI Joe an original Joe? I don't, in the cartoon I don't remember there being a guy called GI Joe. No, there's not. I think I, I think, think eventually the they add a character who is the original yeah, Joe. No, I think I think you make him the original Joe. And it's him convincing his friends to bulk up. Like he's got no. one friend who's just a sailor. No, no, no. I think I think he's the captain. Okay. And I don't think he's in the film more as more than the like, well Shia LaBeouf could probably only get him for five minutes right no, no, it's no, just no. filmed on no, his that, cell phone no that's the thing Shia LaBeouf is the leader of the team but John Cena is the the general he is the he's he's the hard ass <laughs> I think I think instead we make Shia LaBeouf snake eyes Okay. So no one sees him to the end because all the cameos are just oh man that's Shia LaBeouf and then <laughs> Shia LaBeouf takes off and it, it's Shia LaBeouf exactly okay. same thing with like with Snarf you don't because he he has talking lines but he sounds silly yeah. you don't know it's Shia LaBeouf until he transforms with the sword and right. then it's clearly Shia LaBeouf because right. a puppet the rest yeah. of the time oh it's a it's a, a puppet on ice it's a puppet on an ice ice skating an, puppet an ice skating puppet that's Snarf like okay. Yoda style yeah. and then it's revealed that it's Shia LaBeouf he plays the when he transforms version. okay and Shia LaBeouf is Snake Eyes all of his cameos are like low key. I can dig it. Okay. Next one up, we have Michael Bay's Dracula. Michael Bay's Dracula. I think this is where the rest of the budget for the entire season goes. Oh, absolutely. The other the other four are like animatics. Exactly. It's like <laughs> It's just concept art flashing on screen. It's just storyboarding. Like, like I don't know if you watched, like, when Amazon Prime first started their Prime pilots, some of them were animatics. Yeah, it was just storyboarding. Yeah, storyboarding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> But this one is so all the budget. Do, so what do they blow the budget on? Dracula exploding for no reason when he dies. And when he explodes, the mansion explodes, the castle explodes. The whole, all, the whole con- the Transylvania whole Transylvania explodes. explodes. You see blood spurts and sparks. And also, a scene from Armageddon because they couldn't get filler for a scene. And you just see the <laughs> asteroid coming down. <laughs> the actual cut from and, Armageddon. And Bruce Bowen going, I gotta stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Affleck's chin. They had to spend a lot of money on his chin in there. All right. Then we come to the most difficult question. Okay. Who is Shia LaBeouf? Either the stake or the moon. So every time it does the moon like thing the, where it flashes he's over. the man on the moon. <laughs> the moon. It's like, you know, the, the baby on Teletubbies? That's it's the such a Shia, Shia LaBeouf is the moon. <laughs> like, did you catch it in like three frames? You mean, you mean it was just Shia LaBeouf like in the sky? Yeah, I mean, he was the moon. Like, yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> it was less than subtle. <laughs> You bring the color too, so it's not even like oh they morphed his face with the no. It's just like for three frames his face is on the moon. We get some like kind of uh, down on his luck rapper. We get DMX to play um, Van Helsing. Okay, and he's like yeah, and then Coolio. Oh, make it double. Coolio plays Dracula. Okay, I, I like that kind of bring them together. And but they play it super straight. It is. 
the best performance they've ever given, and it is solid performancing of Van Helsing and Dracula. They do not realize what movie they're in. Right. They do not know, and it's like, fuck, those guys are good. <laughs> they don't even chew the scenery. They yeah. are pathos, yeah. oozing. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins could not have played this role as well as Coolio and DMX do. Okay. I think I think that's where we go. I'm into it. Yeah, and I just like, what what is happening? Like, <laughs> and then uh, who else do you have in it? You have some villagers that are Romanian. Some villagers. Do you need anybody else? I think we get every single person who's ever played not the killer, but definitely the guy we thought was the killer on Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> the the first guy who's clearly the a bad guy. Scapegoat. Exactly. The, the, no, you're a bad person, but you didn't. But you kill didn't kill him. Person. Gotta let me go. Yeah. What you holding me? Yeah. And then they go, No, you're yeah. free to go. The the I didn't kill this person. <laughs> Why'd you emphasize this person so much? <laughs> You just get all of them. <laughs> Known as this guy. <laughs> you know. You know the guy. We don't even the guy. <laughs> Starring Coolio. Uh, <laughs> I would watch that. You watch a lot of things. I know. Um, even Stevens as a sequel series in one episode of Shia LaBeouf Presents. One of the parents dies. <laughs> of course one of the parents it's dies. And it, it's Everyone the, comes back together. It's the, the classic Bumblecore movie of lower rent indie comedy actor who comes home and no. he has a surprisingly dramatic return. No. No? Beans fakes his own death. <gasps> Beans dies. And it's, it's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery. <laughs> and, it, it's, and it's all about what's the name of, of Shia LaBeouf's character. I don't remember. But it can't. Shia LaBeouf doesn't play his older character. Right. No. Of course not. He plays Beans. Oh, of course he does. No. He, he plays Beans. And the whole thing, so it's a murder mystery. It's him coming home. It's Shia LaBeouf's character, him and his sister solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. And flashback, he broke when he was younger. This is them trying to get him to work through Beans' death. He's been dead the whole time. I love it. <laughs> it's basically Shutter Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the credits twist, double twist. It wasn't that. Beans is trying to drive him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, next up is Bruckheimer's Micro Machines. I don't know any of those words. Jerry Bruckheimer was one of the other filmmakers, directors that worked with Michael Bay in a bunch of movies. He worked with Armageddon, Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, okay. The Rock. He like He's helped Michael Bay create the low downward angle looking at someone who's the get out of the car okay. or the dramatic spin around camera as okay. they're getting ready for a shootout. I gotcha. Jerry Bruckheimer. Okay. But it's him doing, it's like, like how Michael Bay did Transformers. Jerry Bruckheimer does micro machines. I have no, you know no what micro machines are? Micro machines. No, nope. really? Yeah. Think matchbox cars. If they were tiny yeah. for no reason, pitch me, pitch me this, uh, this thing. <laughs> you know, you're gonna I am this. the audience. Oh, okay. come on. Let's go. So Bruckheimer's micro machines. Kay. I think, Several scenes where you think people are going to get out of the car, like in all of the other movies, but they don't. It's just a low downward angle <laughs> at the car door that opens and then shuts again. Okay. Lots of spin around things. And it's one of those really bad where they don't actually have a story. They just need to get the property in there mm-hmm. somewhere. So it's shot just like a normal, like, Fast and Furious or or cop movie, mm-hmm. but they're tiny. Okay. Like, it's some experiment where some bad guy is turning all the cars in the world small, and the cops have to shrink down to catch him. What if instead of that... <laughs> Anything else? No, no, no. What if you go the, the the Toy Story route and it's just a kid's toy set that animated itself? Or, <laughs> and so... So the micro machines not, come to nothing, life. Nothing got shrunk down. The micro machines the micro, have a mind of themselves. The micro machines are Hot Wheels brand cars TM. <laughs> There's your branding. But Micro Machines is its own brand. It's its own toy line. It's a whole separate thing. Partnership deals. <laughs> Hot Wheels buys out Micro Machines. Yeah. And they start pre- Actually, that, they would do that. That makes sense because Hot Wheels are still going. Yeah. Micro. I don't think Micro Machines are. So it's like a way to like kind of revive it. Yeah. And the sequel is Micro Machines cross Hot, Hot Wheels, where it's like a Fast and Furious, but they're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that works. Oh, man. Um... I think we got time for one last one. Um, you know what? Let's slip in a few just really, really fast. Okay. Fury, but just Fury again. So the sequel of Fury, somehow they all survived, even though they all died at the end of Fury. And then Shia LaBeouf plays the tank. Um, <laughs> Armageddon, but this time with Shia LaBeouf. 
as all of them. It's just you place weird Charlotte, like his Just Do It video, but over everyone's face. And Affleck gets two because it's one for Affleck, one for Affleck's chin. <laughs> and then the big Shia LaBeouf, the same, almost the exact same animation we used as him with the moon, and that's the asteroid. Okay. Then we have Mutt Jones... The sequel that was going to be of Indiana Jones and Crystal Skull that started Shia LaBeouf, but never happened because we all hated him. What is that one? You don't make that movie. It's <laughs> just him on a motorcycle for 20 minutes, and then the last hour of the movie is just him swinging on more vines with more monkeys. No, it's just him crying. Because <laughs> they didn't want to make it. It's, it's Spielberg. It's it's the consultants of the Spielberg. Like, listen, kid, I thought you did a good job. Yeah. But we can't make this. Yeah. Amblin Entertainment is not going to be part of this. Correct. We just, we can't. You know what? Maybe talk to JJ. Maybe he's got something for you. I've heard he's doing some star movies. Yeah. Maybe you could do yeah. do those. It's the meta. It's <laughs> how did, how did this get made? <gasps> and it's a, it's a one man, it's a one man show. It's Shia LaBeouf doing the parts of JJ Abrams and Steven Spielberg <laughs> and Harrison Ford, but Harrison Ford actually is in it, but he doesn't know. He just called Harrison Ford. He's trying to be like, listen kid, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what's uh, what's happening here. But it's just, it's just like an old voicemail. <laughs> listen, I don't I don't know what happened. I thought you were fine. Uh, I don't like snakes either. Um, listen, good luck. And you hear him take a really long drag of a joint. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have holes. The next class. So it's like a Degrassi style follow up of holes. Like more it's, kids who go to it's jail. Holes, but it's a lake again. It's a good lake. luck digging in that. <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf now plays the the camp counselor who just wants to help out. <laughs> he somehow lost all of his Stanley Stanley Yelnat's fortune, and now the the proprietor, the guy who's like supporting all so the money, so he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to help out. He has to. He has to help out. He some drug bender. He, it's the classic like he, this is community service, and his friend is helping him out. The kid, um, the one who likes digging. Zero. Zero. He's yeah. Zero is kept his fortune. Has done really well for himself. He's like, listen, man, I can help you out. Remember Camp Crystal Lake? I bought it. Or no, Camp, Camp Crystal Camp Lake. Crystal. That's Friday the Thirteenth. You want to go to Camp Crystal? That's the sequel. <laughs> it's at a different camp. It's Camp Crystal Lake, but it's dried up. Shia LaBeouf. It's just in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, you can't. You can't see. Like, it's not scary at all because it's not a lake and there's no trees. It's just a desert. And there's like, oh man, there's Jason. Yeah. Should we go over to the other hole? <laughs> and he keeps falling in holes. <laughs> no, no. They're digging. At the end scene, they find another Jason. <laughs> I was like, oh man, how does that? <laughs> they slowly find every version of Jason. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I think we're going to call it there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pitch for Pitch podcast. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe on iTunes. Drop us a five-star review. Um, if you feel like it, just don't if we didn't earn a, it, then don't don't do it. Just don't review, give us a review, period. Yeah. Five-star reviews, seriously, they help so much. You think they don't, but they do. That helps us get trending. That helps us show up. That helps visibility. It's wonderful. You can always check out our Patreon. Um, wonderful thing. Give us a dollar if you feel like helping out. Give us two dollars. You want some early content. You want bonus content. Hey, Terry, how do I get there? Uh, I, uh, what, uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> professionalentropy.com slash no patreon.com slash professionalentropy there you go I know it I know I did it guys professionalentropy.com as well is our homepage um, that's our production company that means lots of other podcasts with help from you we can get out of my basement and into a studio all these things come from support from you guys whatever that may be you can drop us some uh, contact information email us at professionalentropy at gmail.com or you can hit our pitch for pitch email which is pitch for pitch podcast at gmail.com send us your suggestions if you want to hear your crazy fan theories read out loud on this show and we can pitch them for the audience we can do all of those things but we need your help to do them we're on twitter on facebook yeah we have on all tumblr yeah yeah we do we have a tumblr i don't think anyone uses it but if you are on tumblr hit us up i'll start posting on tumblr i'll tumble i don't know is what that, tumblr is is that how you use the verb tumblr is I, it not i will tumble? tumblr I gotta hope not. <laughs> Toblerone. It's I will Toblerone is what it is. <laughs> well, for, it's you know I Instagram. I don't Instagram. Is it? Do you Instagram? I think so. Oh, okay. So maybe you Tumblr. <laughs> if you know the answer to any of these questions, please feel free to reach out yeah, to us. But not on Tumblr. Let us we know. clearly don't understand how it works. <laughs> but remember, like I said, Patreon.com/slash Professional Entropy. That is the best way to support us. Uh, I really p- appreciate you guys thinking of us and listening. Question mark. If um, they're here, they listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I'm at Resident Stevel on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Oprah on Twitter. And uh, this is Pitch for Pitch. We're out.